Good morning. This is the Eager Beaver Show. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Welcome to season three and episode number 245 of the Daily Beaver Morning Show here on the Cryer Media Network. Yeah, <laughs> it's so lovely to see you today. Oh, and my mistake, sorry, that's episode 255. I'm your host, the Eager Beaver, pronouns he, him, hey, Mr. Beaver A. And uh, with me, as always, is my good friend, Mr. Grizzly. Today, recording day is Monday, November 20th, 2023, and it is going to be a beautiful day here at the Beaver Lodge, if I'm looking out my window here. Um, a big thank you goes to our podcast's founding sponsors, The Pepper Master, The Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com. We have a nibble for you this morning because, unfortunately, I have a hard out today. Uh, so we can't go longer than normal like we do on a Monday, but uh, we've got lots of content for you, so don't worry. So before we do anything else, let's say hello to Mr. Grizzly and ask him how his mental health is doing today. And I'm guessing he might be happy because the Montreal Alouettes did win the Grey Cup. Well, yes. Good morning, uh, Mr. Beaver. Uh, I am very happy about that, actually. I mean, I'm a Red Blacks fan, yes. but uh, in, in you know my second team in the East would be Montreal. And, of course, everybody's second team is Saskatchewan. But because Saskatchewan wasn't playing, I was cheering for Montreal. And they won in dramatic fashion. Mm -hmm. It was a, a great game from start to finish. Uh, solid defense, both teams. And some clutch plays that... Uh, it, it was an exciting It was an exciting game. It really was. It was an exciting victory, too. So, way, way to go, uh, Alouettes. Les Alouettes. Uh, congratulations, mes amis. I'm actually a little sad because I really wanted to watch it this year. I typically don't watch the Grey Cup. Uh, not a big CFL watcher particularly myself, mm. although I do like to go see a live match. Um, 
but I really did want to watch it. And yesterday we were holding auditions from two to five, and then we had a bonus choir practice from seven to nine. So it was not happening. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, by the time you get home, it's almost over. Right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's good. Uh, I guess the people from Winnipeg may not be so happy. I mean, it's two years in a row now that they've gotten to the finals and lost, but they won three previous. So, you know, yeah. spread the love yeah. around. <laughs> All right, kids, we have a lot because a lot happened over the course of the weekend, like a whole lot. Uh, and a lot of it is a PP related, of course. Um, while you were all, um, you know, enjoying your family or enjoying pursuits or getting some rest, uh, Pierre Pum on the weekend was silencing pro-Palestinian protesters because free speech, while again demanding that the prime minister goad Iran into entering the war by making the IGRC a terrorist organization, which again, he did not do in 2009 when liberals asked of him. And you can't do that because literally everyone is in the IGRC, which means if we were going to do it, then we would be creating another big bloated, costly government program, which Pierre keeps on telling us he's against because he's a conservative. But yeah. Anyway, and then we had his director of communications calling for the cancellation of the Bank of Canada, period, because conservatives are against cancel culture. So while they, were busy, hypocrisy. Yes, while they were busy swallowing themselves whole, left, right, and center, all right, we were living our best lives, but you now we're back to the show. So let's see what he was up to. Uh, Mr. Grizzly, I believe we have a clip uh, from... Pierre Poliève, um at one of his rallies, um, being taken off script by a heckler. Yeah, which he's and not very good at this. He's really not very good at this. But if you would, Mr. Grizzly, please let's um, see what we seconds here what a child what a, a temper tantrum somebody's chanting about you know ceasefire and instead of him engaging with them he starts chanting his own slogan yep what a child yes chanting his own slogan sorry go ahead yep no go ahead Thank you. 
All right, let's cut it. All right, uh, apologies for the, the glitching. Uh, that must have been a little hard to listen to. Um, but here we have a situation where uh, Pierre Polièvre uh, was being heckled, and instead of engaging the heckler, like the prime minister usually does, or reminding the heckler about the purpose of the event, like the prime minister did at the Ukraine rally, when someone mm. was heckling and said, this day is not about you. Mm. If you want to stand here and support Ukraine, you're more than welcome to, but if you're not, this day is not for you. Um, then... Instead, he just shuts them down yeah. with his own slogan. Yeah, just had his people chant his own slogan to drown them out uh, and then had them escorted out. And then apparently, I have not had this confirmed, but potentially even called the cops or had the cops called. Um, yeah, I don't know. Narrative that, going I've on. not been able to confirm I've that. not been able to confirm that one, so I won't say that happened, but that seems to be going around. Um, here's the thing. Those protesters may have lost someone or mm -hmm. several people they care about. They may have lost a whole family. There are people, again, can't verify them, but there are people saying, mm -hmm. hey, there was a bombing and I lost 37 members of my family. These people may have lost someone. No empathy. No, 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 no. No care. He's a narcissist. Ax the tax. Ax the tax. Say my slogan. Say my slogan. Three punchy words. Yeah. Three punchy words. Just dismiss them. He just doesn't care. He doesn't care <laughs> at all. At all. At there's all. later on in the. There's, there's another clip here. I'm not going to bother showing it because we're having uh, network issues. It seems another protester yells, "Stop the war!" While Pierre Polyev shouts over the protesters, "The people support my agenda, no matter how loudly you scream." And then, of course, as he's uh, before he dismisses them, says nobody came here to hear you or to listen to you or something like that. Um, again, because free speech. Yeah, I just—he's yeah, a bastion. Of, he keeps telling us, you know, he's the he's the free speech guy, which is an American thing. Now, the very um, next day, the very next day, he puts out a tweet condemning Islamophobia. Barbaric practices snitch line guy puts out a tweet condemning Islamophobia. Guy who couldn't even bring himself to vote for a liberal motion, not even a law, a motion that has no teeth, denouncing Islamophobia, then puts out a tweet denouncing Islamophobia the day after that. Hmm. 
Tell me that someone on your team tapped you on the shoulder and reminded you that about 5% of the Canadian population are Muslims, and a lot of them live in the 905 without telling me. Yeah. <laughs> this guy is so in the camp. 100% pro Israel. And then people are saying, well, oh, why do you say he's pandering? Well, gee, he already surrendered 5% of the Canadian vote. Mm -hmm. So if he wants to get the 1.4% of the Canadian vote that are people of the Jewish faith, then he's got to really pander, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. As if, once again, that community is a monolith. And even... If that community, even the segment of the community that might be supporting what Netanyahu is doing, it doesn't mean that they don't know when someone is pandering to them. It doesn't mean just because PP is saying the right words that they're going to like him or support him. Because you can still support a cause, see a guy who's rallying himself to your cause and going, yeah, you're still full of shit. <laughs> You say you're on my team, but I know you're not. So, uh, again, conservatives can't math, but he's certainly not putting the odds on his side in order to win. And remember, we still got 23 months to go. Yeah. Four months to go before exactly October. If we're keeping to the fifth election date law. So, um, I don't, he's got a lot of time to burn way more bridges. <laughs> well, and, and he's torching he them like will. crazy because with his director of communications coming out and saying, Hey, let's just cancel the bank of Canada. And again, I guess bet it all on Bitcoin. Wonder how much she's personally sunk into it. Um, yeah, that seemed rather suspect the way she yeah. went on about crypto. Now here again, as we mentioned before, former communications guy, Former director of communications. The one thing the director of communications does not do is make themselves the story. Why is yeah, she, she making every policy? Time. Every time. Why is the every director of she... communications of the Conservative Party of Canada advocating for policy? She should be promoting yeah. the policy positions of her party and her leader, but she should not be personally advocating for policy. Yeah, it seems rather... Suspect. So all the actual conservatives, you know, because actual conservatives are institutionalists, mm -hmm. they're having a big problem. So there are more bridges that he's torching. Yeah. I'm sure the business community, the people that really want to make money because the number one cardinal rule in conservative circles is do what you want, but don't touch my money. Yeah. Advocating for the cancellation of the Bank of Canada. Boom. Really? How's that going to work out for the business world? Well, I can tell you not very well. Uh, because every powerful business leader in this country will not take kindly to the cancellation of the Bank of Canada. Do you, do you realize how much money on a daily basis passes through the Bank of Canada? Judging. <laughs> a lot a lot billions we are a g7 nation yes 
billions of dollars passes through the Bank of Canada every single day. And we are a, I know. I've worked there. And we are a very, very, very safe nation with which to do business. So, yes. A lot of people <laughs> like to deal with the. And remember, folks, we have all of the resources the world wants water, oil, minerals, uranium, wheat, land, potash. Yeah, we have all of it. All of it. <laughs> and this chuckle fuck is going to piss it all away. Uh, man, oh man, oh man. He'll sell us out. Oh, yeah. He'll sell what remains of us out. I mean, they already sold off the wheat board to the Saudis. They tied us to China for 30 years. Uh, what uh, Mulroney started by selling off Air Canada and privatizing that. So now Air Canada's service sucks. And let's face it, it's a little expensive to fly on. As well as our vaccine production capacity. He killed that. And look, Mulroney was a progressive. I mean, that's not up for debate. Mm -hmm. But not everything he did was good. And those are two things that were very bad. Mm -hmm. But he did do a lot when it came to the environment. More so than anybody. Yep. And apartheid and, and yes. acid rain. Exactly. And he did. But, he brought in the GST, which a lot of people hate, but financially, actually, economically, was a good tax. To get rid and of he said in tax. the beginning, I remember when he brought it in, he said, history will shine upon, smile upon me for this as saying, yes. I'm the one who saved Canada. I'm like, well, that's a little boastful, but he is right. And he tried big things. The free yes, trade agreement. Did. And then he tried mm -hmm. to fix the constitutional issue. And that failed. Twice. It failed. But, but he, he did his best. But nobody else in my lifetime before or after has tried. Nope. Well, I guess I shouldn't say that. That's not true. Because Pierre Let Trudeau did repatriate the Constitution in 1982. And I was alive then. I just wasn't politically aware uh, at that mm. point because uh, I wasn't even 10. <laughs> so <laughs> at the time. Um, Whoops, sorry about that, kids. <laughs> uh, what happened? There was an extra noise that was coming from my computer there for a second. Oh, um, sorry, I didn't hear it. So. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I am not exactly sure what this guy is doing or what he's up to. Um, but he is the, at some point, the lack of consistency and the lack of coherence. Mm -hmm. is really, really, really going to come home. And he's going to end up with the same problem that Andrew and Aaron had. Where nobody will know what his positions are day to day. And they will keep changing. Yes. Well, I'd like to recount a, a conversation I had on the weekend. Okay. Briefly. Uh, with a... Uh, a friend of mine uh, lives in Nova Scotia, was here visiting. And it was, I'm, uh, without getting into the nitty-gritty of it, he was blaming uh, the economy sucks and it's all Trudeau's fault. And I I just sort of went, uh-huh. And then later on we had a, a conversation that went a little bit more in-depth and he was talking about, well, the groceries because of Trudeau. And I'm like, hold on a sec here, wait a sec, bud. He has nothing to do with that. That's private industry. And they are gouging people. 
because they have record profits each quarter. The price of groceries, the price of rent, the price of housing has nothing to do with the prime minister. Rent is a provincial responsibility, number one. Groceries are private industry. Unless we nationalize the grocery chains, there's nothing he can do about it. And he was like, really? I go, yeah, you've, you've been fed a line of bullshit and you believed it. And I said, I'm not upset with you, but you just aren't informed. And that's not a knock against you. It takes a lot to spend time and sift through because separating the wheat from the chaff today is like a ridiculous endeavor because there's so much bullshit out there. NPP gets away with lying every single day and is almost never held to task for it. Not nearly enough anyway, although I guess there was a CBC radio show uh, the other day that he, the callers were talking about how detrimental he is to the country, how he's going to harm us all, how he's destroying the country bit by bit, and he's not even the prime minister. So there are people who are waking up to this, but I, I fear there's not enough. Mm. And I fear that because look what happened in Ontario, Doug Ford getting reelected. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and I've been seeing tweets from actual conservatives, real ones, mm -hmm. who are saying, um, I don't know what anybody else is hearing, but I'm talking to conservatives in my area. And even though they're tired of Justin Trudeau and want a conservative government, they're all telling me that PP is not it. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. That I hear that all the time from progressive conservatives. They're like, nope. They'll end up voting... Uh, in, a lot of them I know will vote NDP because they, they can't stomach casting a vote for the Liberal Party. But I'm like, well, maybe you should think about what's best for the country, your friends, family, neighbors, loved ones. As I've said time and time again, and I'll continue to say it for the next two years until the next federal election, make an informed decision and, and that decision needs to be based upon what will be most beneficial to your family, your friends, your neighborhood, your community, your loved ones, uh, uh, Groups that are uh, marginalized, BIPOC, uh, LGBTQ, I don't know all the letters, I can't remember, the Rainbow Coalition, the Rainbow Community, mm -hmm. the Alphabet Mafia, as a buddy of mine says, what is going to benefit uh, the marginalized communities? Because if you continue to marginalize them, there's going to be blowback. And as we've seen in the past, that blowback is never... Never, never small. No. Ever small. So, you know, make an informed decision, but vote for the person that will do the most for the community, the country, uh, minority communities, marginalized communities, the poor and the working class, because we're the ones who suffer the most under, well, we'd, we'd really suffer under PP. Mm. And I'm not going to lie, during the Harper years, it was very difficult for me. Like, very difficult for me. Not to mention the fact that their policy with CRA at the time was to go after the low-hanging fruit. Right. Hi. Not, not, let's go after the rich and famous and wealthy who hide their monies in offshore accounts in Panama. Well, they have lawyers to fight it. That would be too much work. And I can't fight back. I'm the low-hanging fruit. Which is why they go for you. You just reach up and pick. Hmm? And that's what Harper went after. And that was their mandate. And that's why and that, that's why conservatives always object to properly staffing Revenue yes. Canada or in the United States, the IRS, because if they were properly staffed, well, then when the rich people would go to court, well, there would actually be people there to say, we'll take it to court. Yes. We've got bodies. Yeah, they were, 
it was a rough time for me during that period. I'm not, li- I'm not lying. I'm not making it up. And when Trudeau got elected, I said, all right, let's see what he can do. Because I wasn't in favor of him. Now, my opinion towards him changed after he had that fight with uh, Senator Brazo. Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wait a minute. He's not who I thought he was. That changed my opinion of the man, but I still wasn't in support of him. And there are policies that, that he has not acted upon. And, and as I've said before in this program, he promised to do something about housing and he, he is doing it now, but it took him eight years. No, no, that's not true. No? Nope. That's not true. Did not take him eight years. Okay. How long has it taken him then? He was elected in 2015. He established a national housing strategy in 2017. We hadn't acted okay, one for over a decade. That's true. But what what took, like, nothing was built. Nothing was. Yes, there was. <laughs> yeah, there really? Was. See, yes. so I'm getting informed yes, now, I, too. See? I did a whole uh, deep dive on it over the course of the weekend, actually, which I don't have time to post. Okay. I'm going to save it for another one. But remember when we talked about all the stuff that was canceled under PP? Well, I decided this week weekend to go back, and I've got, like, a almost like an 18 point thread <laughs> okay well <laughs> came out awesome um, see but yes. i'm getting informed now too yes it's it's a big lie it's a big lie um moving to other things uh it seems but we will go into that this week it's just because you know, we have a yes, heart out please. in a couple of minutes and we won't be able to get that done in uh, in about 30 um it seems that uh pierre has also uh gone back to Harper's press format of five questions with no follow-ups. Yeah. It's controlling the narrative. Yeah. Well, again, nothing says I'm confident in how well I'm doing. (laughs) I still want to give the appearance that I'm asking questions, answering questions, but don't actually ask them. And if you ask a question I don't like, well, then I'll just pivot to attack Trudeau. And well, you don't get a follow up. And well, there goes one of the five questions. So, well, and he actually rarely ever answers a question anyway. It's almost always, well, Justin Trudeau did this. Yep, pretty much. Pretty much. All right. Um, there's definitely much more uh, peepiness <laughs> to go on. The other thing uh, that happened is that. Um, PP put out something um, that said, Justin, do as I tell you. Yes. <laughs> At one point, when it came to the IGRC or something, mm-hmm. it's like, Justin, do as I tell you. Or what the it, do as I tell you or do what I told you? Do what I told you. It was do what I told yeah, you. Do what I told you yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, and it was about and Sarah Fisher. Yeah, exactly. Well, that, that's the one I, I was going. I'm, I'm looking for it at the moment, and I can't see the title. Sarah Fisher. People don't want to be told what to do. You're the communications director. Do you guys not speak to one another? That was exactly my point. It says the problem with the problem with politicians or something like that is that too many of them tell people what to do. Literally, two days after mm-hmm. PP put out the tweet, Justin, do what I told you. Put the IGRC on the terrorist list, even though you guys asked me to do that in 2009 and I didn't do it. But do what I told you. And yeah, so it's really it, yeah. liberals told you to do it. You said, nah. 
and now, and you found out why you couldn't do it, which is why you said, nah. And now you know why it is that you can't do it, and yet you're still asking for it. But why are you asking for it? Because you want to show that you are fully on the side of Israel, even if that means bringing Iran into the war. Why does Pierre Oliver so desperately want Iran to enter the war? I don't know. Why is that? Justin, you need to back down. Do what I told you and ban the IRGC. Put your ego aside. Put Canadian safety first. Kick these terrorists out. And Jewish people, I support you. I'm 100% in your camp. Vote for me. Hey, yeah. How's that Iran getting involved in the war working for you, Israel? So he, he put that out November 15th, and then two days later, Sarah Fisher. Too many politicians today think their job is to tell people what to do. She's had a kid. My mouth dropped. It's like, do you people even ever talk to each other? Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I couldn't write something like this. I couldn't, I couldn't write it. Because you, you would take it and like say SNL on a skit. They go, oh no, come on. We're in the, we're in the business of absurdity, but that's too absurd. And yet here we are. Indeed. And then the other thing that PP did, because the fall economic statement is mm -hmm. coming tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yes. And, um, well, Pierre, our national pomme de Pierre, uh, turned around and said, well, uh, I've got three demands. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, sweetie, that's so cute. You think you get to make demands? I love it when you stop your widow foot and say, I demand. It's like, conservative demands for Trudeau's mini budget. One, cancel carbon tax hikes. You already have that response, actually. I believe it went something like, uh, fat chance, point Dexter. And mm. then, two, bring down inflation and interest rates by balancing the budget. Balancing the budget won't accomplish that. And there's more to governing than balancing a damn budget. Three, Sarah Fisher. build homes, not bureaucracy. Wrong government. Tell it to your con-premier pals whose job we're doing. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's the thing, right? The premiers had all this time to get their act together on housing. They haven't showed for decade, for over, at least over a decade that they're willing to. They're not doing it now. So the prime minister was doing stuffing. Now he's doing more with housing accelerator fund. The mayors are loving it. The premiers are going, no, 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 you need to stop that shit because mm -hmm. we're not getting our cut. That's so what it was. basically the prime minister is doing his job, doing the premier's job too, and he's not even asking for time and a half. Such a deal. <laughs> so yes, uh, he stomped his widow foot and he made demands. And it's like, I could just imagine like Melanie Jolie and Christian Freeland. It's like, I'm sorry, what did you say? Uh, we don't speak loser. <laughs> Well, 
I don't know if they'd say it quite like that, but you know, <laughs> consideration is certainly there. Oh, sir, you want to sit here? Yeah, yeah. There's 15 empty seats at this table, but they're all taken. People are going to be sitting here. Yes. Sorry, they're reserved. Those tables are reserved. reserved. You can wait in the bar. You can wait in the bar. Yes. <laughs> Freaking yup. <laughs> This like saucy. If I was true, I would bring in an apple to eat during each question period, or maybe I just let it sit on the desk to distract what you have. You know, yeah, people, remember when Jacques Chrétien got the pie, the cream pie in the face? Mm -hmm. Now, I don't mm -hmm. recommend doing this because it is a crime, it is an assault. Yes. But if anybody was ever going to do that to Pierre, it should probably be an apple pie rather than a cream pie and not actually an yeah. apple pie, but probably an apple sauce pie, maybe a gutless watered down apple sauce pie made by steam whistle. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. I'll write it down, write it down. That's a good one. Mm. <laughs> oh, God, the apple sauce party of Canada. Tearing down institutions, yeah. claiming they can fix housing by removing funds from the city. Yeah, that's <laughs> how, not how it works. I'll fix housing by taking your money away. I'm saying, you do what now? If you don't do what I tell you, I'll take your money away. Freedom. Yeah, that's, that's a dictatorship. It's a dictatorship. He's got twenty four months to go. Do I do I need to give him a, a dictionary along with a civics lesson? Because holy crap! Oh crap! Uh, this poor guy. Oh uh, god! There's not. I, I think there's not enough popcorn in the world for what's coming in. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah! Give me a garbage bag full of popcorn because it's, I'm going to need it to get uh, through this. Man, now. We have uh, a whole other, oh yes, this one I wanted to do as well. Uh, remember uh, a couple of days ago when uh, the prime minister went to go get his flu shot and mm -hmm. then some people started to uh, slag on him. One of them happened to be a journalist, Michael Deatter, who then admitted no, that he had made an political error. Cartoonist. Political cartoonist. Political sorry. cartoonist. cartoonist. Sorry, that's true. Sorry, my mistake. Uh, political cartoonist who then admitted his mistake, but then followed up the very next day with a cartoon that uh, raised an eyebrow where he's standing there and he's got Sophie on one side with a suitcase and Jugmeat on the other side with a suitcase saying, you know, I don't think this is working out or something. Mm. That one came out on Remembrance Day. Yeah, bad timing. Now, here's the thing, right? It's political cartoon. It's supposed to make you feel something. It's supposed to cause you to react. It's supposed to promote discussion. Did mm -hmm. all of those things. But it was probably in bad taste. So it's like if you apologize mm -hmm. one day for having misconstrued some something somebody did. So Justin Trudeau is just virtue signaling. I'm so tired of this. It's like, oh, wait a minute. He got the flu shot because he promised the mother of a young child who died of the flu that every year he would get his flu shot and promote it so everybody else did. Oops. Would you like some salt for that foot? Maybe a little basil? <laughs> right? So it's like, oh, I'm sorry. But then the next day, you put that one out. Yeah. yeah. Mm. 
you know, may have wanted to wait a few days, especially on Remembrance Day that you couldn't wait. And Michael Deatter has like some of the best Remembrance Day visuals. Oh, yes. But this year mm -hmm. he chose to pass on doing one in order to do that. Uh, whatever reason, I don't know. Well, the Toronto Sun decided not to learn from that and tried to slag the Prime Minister again for something. Again, socks. Mr. Grizzly, if you will mm -hmm. put it up. So, Just a second. Brian Lilly wrote something again. Listen, the Toronto Sun said, Lily, Justin Trudeau's words and socks show he's not a serious leader. And they focus on his shoes. He's got socks with ducks on them. And that oh, made I do like the first response from Kay Nugent. Yes. There's something about Lily. If we're at the stage of making fun of how someone dresses and looks, Brian here looks like a scene out of There's Something About Mary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've made that joke a few times myself, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you listening at home, it's the scene of uh, Cameron Diaz in the restaurant when she has uh, used a hair unique uh, hair gel yes, uh, and has the giant cowlick and Brian Lilly has the same cowlick. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, that, we'll just leave it at that. Brian Lilly or Butters Lilly for South Park fans. Um, mm -hmm. Butters. Well, do you want to know what the story behind the PA Prime Minister and some of his socks? The one with the ducks mm -hmm. is advocating and spreading awareness of a young, for a young entrepreneur with Down's syndrome. Mm -hmm. So apparently so just, conservatives you know. have problems with people who have Down's syndrome. John Cronin is his name. He likes socks. The crazier, the better. This is according to CTV. So when Cronin graduated mm -hmm. in 2016, he and his father teamed up to start a business aptly named John's Crazy Socks. The Gorky idea quickly grew into a successful multi-million dollar business. So apparently, I, I thought conservatives liked business people. <laughs> Cronin, Especially successful. Yes. Business people. Cronin now has 1,200 designs that are sold across the world and worn by the likes of Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. But what makes Cronin's story particularly special is that he was born with Down syndrome and now uses his position to advocate for workers' rights on behalf of Americans with disabilities. In fact, John's Crazy Socks has made its mission to hire people with disabilities, with 15 of the 35 people on the team living with disabilities, says his father, Mark. He has taco socks, bow tie wearing llama socks, socks that look like library cards, googly eyed pineapple socks, grilled cheese socks, Donald Trump socks with the wispy blonde hair that can be styled. <laughs> That's good. Yes. I like so once the again, colorful fun and they let me be me, said John. Once again, because they figure they can get a shot in at the prime minister, they, they pick on his socks shooting themselves in the foot in the process by downplaying the um, entrepreneurial spirit of a gentleman with Down syndrome who has made it his mission in life to create awareness for those with uh, who are differently abled than you or I mm -hmm. and giving them a, a, you know employment. And I'm sure he's paying them well because he's a millionaire now. So, yeah. 
When we found out that Prime Minister Trudeau loved colorful socks, John, you sent him a whole box of socks, Mark Cronin said. I did, John added. Trudeau responded by sending John a very lovely note, Mark Cronin said, expressing his thanks. In return, the business now sells a pair of Justin Trudeau socks complete with a pattern of Canadian maple leaves. Raising awareness is a key part of John's crazy socks, but the most important part of their mission is simple, John said, and this comes from John himself, quote, spreading happiness. And what did Brian Lilly do? He popped a squat and took a crap all over, spreading happiness. Oh, Jillian, I like what you have to say here. Pulled himself up by the socks. Oh. Brilliant. 25 brilliant. points. Boom. Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, if it's, that is not a backhanded slap to the face of Brian Lilly, I don't know what is. Oh, I pulled myself up by my bootstraps. Well, this millionaire gentleman with Down syndrome who creates crazy socks, who is you know, being supported by none other than the Prime Minister of Canada by wearing the crazy socks that he sent him mm -hmm. to help create and raise awareness. Yeah. They just shot themselves in the foot on that one big time, didn't uh, they? Shot themselves in the foot. Ah, uh, see what you did there. <laughs> but seriously, like... It's, yeah. The wives of Prime Ministers have frequently worn Canadian fashion designers. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. right to promote canadian fashion when they meet you know dignitaries when they go off on international trips they go to a a royal wedding or coronation or that type of thing or big summit mm -hmm. the prime minister is wearing like prince i think it was prince charles a, a few years ago went throughout the country and met a guy that was making boots or something like that and decided to get a pair of boots mm -hmm. and wore them like and, and made that guy famous yes right mm -hmm. it is not rare <laughs> it is not rare prince charles when he was prince right he's king now mm -hmm. of course. Okay. um so i mean yeah kit pnc bio if you ever needed proof that it's just a party of assholes yep by the yeah, way there it is kit pnc bio Thank you for the mixes. He made a special dance mix for me and a special dance music mix for uh, Mr. Grizzly here. And I haven't heard yours yet, but mine is bitching. So. Where is it? Where do I find it? Oh, he hadn't sent it to you? Oh, sorry. Oh, I, he okay. may have, but I don't think I got okay, it. Okay, well, I'll, I'll forward it to you then. I'll forward it to okay, you. Okay, please. Yeah. It's, well, the one he made for me is really good. So, um, all right. Huh. So, again, I do not know what is the deal with our conservatives. But you like, have you ever met a bunch of joyless, soulless, dour people as this particular group? Nothing makes them happy. Nothing. Nothing. Oh, my God. Every time they try to paint the Prime Minister some mindless himbo, 
we find out a couple of days later that the prime minister proved yet again that he's just a better person than they are. Remember, a leader's most valuable asset is their time. He takes the time to get a flu shot. He takes the time to write people and say, hey, I like what you're doing. He takes the time to wear the socks. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's virtue signaling. He's virtue signaling. You can't, again, you can't keep that up for eight years without slipping. It's not virtue signaling. He's just virtuous. And for some reason, that sticks right in the craw of conservatives. Yeah. I just, and again, the if we need any proof, Remember when you showed that thing to us, Mr. Grizzly? I think it was from Rachel Gilmore saying, oh, yeah, there's like 50 articles about like why Trudeau should leave or is he leaving or he should leave and mm -hmm. like one or not one even about like Pierre Polyev and team following libs of TikTok on. Yeah, this. yeah there's no there's no story about that. Not a single story. We actually have Rachel, a premier. Rachel was the only one. Yeah, we actually have a premier that's being investigated by the RCMP. Mm -hmm. There's not one article about when he's leaving. No, no. Or when not. he's about to resign. What more proof do you need that most of Canadian media is conservative leaning and trying to overthrow this government? Well, and, and it's funny that you say that. Uh, uh, somebody I, I went to high school with made a comment the other day about how, uh, you know, I, I posted something on Twitter about uh, one in five Canadians want Trudeau to leave. I said, so four out of five want him to stay. Math isn't hard. I mean, you know, I was just trying to make a point. Yeah. But he says, well, I don't know, the liberal media in this country. And I said, liberal media in this country? Oh, sir, you've been fooled into thinking that's a thing. It's not. Then I showed him how, you know, told him about Chatham Asset Management, which is, you know, the GOP, uh, tied to the GOP hedge fund, which is post-media, 66% owned by Americans. And then I showed him the track record uh, for the last 40, 43 years of media companies in this country and who they've supported. Mm -hmm. Something like 75 or 80% of it's been conservative for the last 40 years. Mm -hmm. 43 years, We actually, even had the Globe and Mail once say, hey... Vote the conservatives in, give them a majority, and trust us, the caucus yeah. will throw Harper out. Yeah, well, you know. So, you know, to, to say that the, the, the liberal, the, the media is biased for the liberal, no, no. They're biased, all right, but not, a, not for the liberals, very much against them. Yeah. Very much against them. Not because they're, they're puppet masters. Well, they're puppet masters, the, G, the GOP... Tied to the GOP, the hedge fund, Chatham Asset Management, is uh, they want a theocracy. And if you don't believe me, have a look at this video from James Carvel. You know who James Carvel is? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, he's the... The raging Cajun? He's, he's the... Uh, it's the economy stupid guy. Yes. Watch this. Sometimes you look at a politician, you look at Kevin McCarthy, and say, that guy's Bible's just... Oh great! Of course, now it won't now it won't play. 
(laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. I love it how technology just fails me when I need it to work. Well, you know what? I'll just put a link to that in the chat. Now it's working. We'll try it again. Okay, try it again. Let's see. Because what he has to say is very poignant and, and pertinent and important. Or McConnell, he'll do what he can to stay in power. When you look at these Christian nationalists, you look at Mike Johnson, you look at the people I talk about, Woody Jenkins, Tony Perkins, the influences in his life, you have to understand something. These people are committed. They believe this shit. They believe it and they're bound. And what they'll do, if you meet them, they're very polite, but they want, they want a theocracy. Johnson has already said he doesn't believe democracy. Uh, and they do these covenant eyes, but he spies on his kid. That's what they want. They, they want to spy on you. They believe it. They, they really do. It is a mistake to look at them and think they're just phony baloney, full of shit, saying politicians. No. They're committed to this, and they think they're right. And to take them to anything else is a giant mistake. And so that's the purpose of this life. This guy was formed into being what he is, and he is an about any democratic theocrat. You want to know what they think, and all evangelicals, let me refer you to a document that was from the 1870s, put out by the Catholic Church, the Syllabus of Errors, which might be the most profoundly stupid document in the last 200 years, and they believe what you will read they might be papist, but they think democracy is a sign of weakness. They think that theocracy is the way we should go. We should be run by people, and they're they're very upfront about it. The biggest mistake that you can make is think that they're full of shit, because they don't think they are. And they'll be nice to you, they smile, they fellowship, but these are really, really fanatical people who want to get into every aspect of their freaking life. That's a man who knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. You got to remember, we've said it on this show, and I'll continue to say it till you know the grass turns brown. I don't know what that means. Stop my head, you know. But they want a theocracy. They want Gilead. They want the Handmaid's Tale. And there are people in this country who feel the same way. And if we are not ever vigilant, we will lose our democracy to a theocratic dictator. Mm-hmm. He will rule by what they call biblical law, which is not a thing. Mm-hmm. We have a set of constitutional secular laws in this country, and I will fight tooth and nail to keep them. Yeah. And uh, again, sorry, Ketsia. So just so you know, we can hear every fourth word. It's clipping like crazy. Wow. Oh. Okay. Sorry, sorry for the... Uh, for the poor audio today uh, on the clips, kits. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I had one more thing, but I don't know if I have the time for it. So you know what? I'm actually going to save it for tomorrow uh, because I do have okay. an absolute hard out. Um, so uh, thank you for joining us today, kits. That's the end of this episode of the Daily Beaver Morning Show. We hope that you loved listening to us because we love making this tape for you. And remember, sharing is caring. So please spread the word to all your peeps and poops about us. 
because democracy is something that you do. Write those letters, ask for those meetings, donate to the Red Cross if you can, because the need is great. Uh, so we appreciate that. And go get your flu shot and your XBB shot to make sure that uh, you keep our hospitals unclogged uh, as much as we can. Thank you to our founding sponsors, The Pepper Master, The Misfy Mysteries from Corbin Moon Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com. If you would like to subscribe and make sure that you don't miss an episode, you can go to our pod page, sponsored by The Ray Girl. That's podpage.com slash the true north eager beaver with hyphen between each one of those words and when we have something fresh off the bandwidth we'll come right to you and if you do like to subscribe well we have our true north eager beaver media incorporated youtube page as well so make like kit elaine and smash the button before you leave like share subscribe smash one smash two smash all three have fun all right and if you would like to contribute and help us uh do more than where Mr. Grizzly is pointing on that screen. That's our QR code for our coffee page, which leads you to the Beaver Lodge Emergency Hydration Fund tip jar. And if you are listening, you take those beautiful digits on those beautiful hands or use your voice prompt to go to ko-fi.com slash eagerbeaver lowercase letters. And that's where you can make your contribution. We thank you so, so, so very much. From the Beaver Lodge, uh, this is your eager beaver saying it could be a tough world out there, so please be kind to and gentle with yourself. Um, we have a couple of programming notes, by the way. Um, I'm not sure if I mentioned it on the show, but uh, we wrote to the four candidates for the Ontario Liberal Leadership, and uh, we asked them if they would come on the show. We got a yes from candidate Ted Sue who will be joining us on Wednesday morning. We also got a yes from Nate Erskine-Smith, who had also proposed Wednesday morning at 7. So it's like uh, we're trying to find another time. Uh, so hopefully we will be able to do that. And once we get that, I will send another message uh, to Bonnie Crombie and Yasser Nakbi saying, hey, we've got two of you now. Yeah, sure you want to miss out on this? So, mm -hmm. um, cause it seems to have worked for the first time. So <laughs> when we had one, so, uh, I will try that again, but we have him. Uh, we also have the gentleman, Tim Krutz, who posted that yes. video. He's written to us and he has agreed uh, to come on our show. Now he lives out on the West coast, so we won't be able to do a live with him, uh, yeah, because it would be very early yes. in the morning. <laughs> yes, and just so you know, uh, we did get the answer to our question. Uh, the reason for which uh, the post did come down is because he had made the error and he didn't want that one to stand. Uh, but he is also starting to get a lot of hate. Mm. Yeah, now, that did not seem to deter him because he took that one down but made another one. Oh, good. That was about six minutes uh, talking about exactly this and why it is he did what he did. Uh, and uh, he still feels the exact same way about protesters for whatever reason. But he did think it was one group of protesters when it was the other. And therefore, the information was incorrect. So, and, you know, he was basically getting flack. So. I think we lost Mr. Beaver. The sentiment stays. <laughs> the sentiment remains. The fact may have been wrong, but the sentiment stays. So, uh, yes, I can't uh, can't wait uh, to have him on the show. So, uh, yeah, we've been uh, very, very, very fortunate with people who have been saying yes to interviews or conversations because that's pretty that's pretty much more what we do. It's a conversation, yeah. 
So we'll have that for you, kids. And uh, as well, we have a, a special uh, interview for you that will air on December 1st as well which if you are going to the YouTube page, you probably already know who it is. But if not, we're still not going to tell you so that you can be surprised. Mr. Grizzly. Uh, yes, Kitsasi, I can see your heat pump is working because the calendar is fluttering. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps it's blowing the Wi-Fi signal away. Hey, this time it's not my side. <laughs> hey. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Hey, good morning. Foxy Dragon, lovely to see you. We're doing very well. Glad you could join us. Unfortunately, we're ending the show. All the way from Las Vegas. Yes, yes. All right, Mr. Grizzly, do you have some words of wisdom for us? Oh, sorry, my computer's borking on me. Uh, yeah, don't don't let the technology get you down when it fails. Just do your best to muscle on through, which is kind of what I'm trying to currently do today and not get upset at things I can only minorly control. All right. Mr. Weasley, let's roll the credits. <laughs> yeah, we'll see if that'll work. Let's, let's see if this will work. Let's give it a try. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver media podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum. And The Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. And by the way, just uh, so the kids know, if you were looking for some uh, what you can do network stuff with our old pal Jake, assisted, of course, by the wonderful Foxy Dragon, well, it was U.S. Thanksgiving. So, you know. No. No, it's coming. No, it's, it's coming. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's coming weekend, up. Um, yeah. Jake took the weekend off, so he will be back. Uh, but Thanksgiving is coming. So, um, you know, even though you celebrate it on the wrong day. <laughs> we're always going to get that one in right yes we wish you happy thanksgiving and also to our good friends at pitney and amelia's bitchin boutique uh, if you have a chance to listen to that as well um i had a joke for you before we go I heard a good one. Oh, and so it's uh three um idiots and they're trapped on an island and they can see the shore the other shore but they need to get back to shore and they don't know how to do that so they rub a bottle and some genie pops out and says i will give you a wish three wishes one of one wish each and one says i want to be more athletic than the other two so i can swim to the shore and so it happens that one says i want to be more clever and handy so i can build a raft and though they do Last one goes, I want to be smarter than the other two. So the genie makes him smarter and he just crosses the bridge and gets the shark.
having a great day, kids. That's so, jeez, I don't even, I'll see you later. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know? And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world, and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.